Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. Hello Trenders and welcome back to the channel. Today comes the second episode in a series where I sit and think up some dungeon ideas for Breath of the Wild sequel. Though as you might have noticed if you'd seen the title of this video, it's not just me you'll be hearing from today. We have a special guest all the way from the north. Welcome to the channel Hyrule Gamer. Hey folks, Mr Hyrule Gamer speaking here, all the way from the north, Scotland. I am very happy to be here working on a video with Mr Trends for all of you lovely folks. It's a pleasure to have you over here since you are one of my biggest inspirations when first creating the channel, but I digress. In case this series is new to you, we'll be creating one idea for a dungeon each that seems like a great idea to us in the next game and really fleshing it out, giving it a real identity with its own little theme, discussing enemies, potential bosses, the design of the place itself, and how it might connect up to the lore of the actual game. Then after we've both presented an idea, we'll both throw our hats into the ring discussing an area from the previous game's map that could be expanded into a full dungeon. Subscribe if you like the video and without further ado, let's take it away with the first idea. Number 1. The Caves of Hyrule Castle I know we're all really hoping that cave exploration is another part of the world in Breath of the Wild 2. Heck, I've made so many videos on the concept, I would really love for it to come to fruition. So when I say that the Caves of Hyrule is a dungeon, I'm referring to an area of the caves being used as a dungeon-y section which I think could happen for a few places over the course of the underground map if it is a part of Breath of the Wild 2's world, since it would just make sense to make proper use of that map instead of it just sitting there slowly collecting dust. I say we're hoping for the underground to be in Breath of the Wild 2 because we don't have absolute concrete confirmation on it being one of the landscapes we could be exploring yet. To this date, we know of two different overworlds, Hyrule and the skies of Hyrule, both housing very different types of traversal by the looks of the trailers so far. Though this begs the question, what if the first look trailer isn't just showing us Zelda and Link traversing in caves for the benefit of our health and for the sake of our hype levels? What if we truly are going to be walking around caves in the next game? Even if it's not an open world, some areas in the map could definitely be seen underneath Hyrule. I think that the most obvious of these underground areas that could be turned into a dungeon at present is underneath Hyrule Castle. Now we don't know for sure yet, but it has been speculated that the events of the first look trailer happen underneath Hyrule Castle. It's strongly implied that that is the case, since the castle lifts into the air after Ganondorf's corpse has been messed with. Plus, where else in Hyrule would we see a purposefully sealed Ganondorf with loads of hieroglyphics hidden around the area? There's always the chance that it's set in an entirely different section of the map, but I don't know. Something about it being under Hyrule Castle just makes sense to me. In terms of when this dungeon would be played, well I'd like to say that it would be the first in the game, but I also can't imagine the game being on rails at all considering the success that Breath of the Wild garnered. Maybe Link could return later in the game outside of a cutscene to learn the truth of Ganondorf and to try and find Zelda. Either way, I think this part of the dungeon might be the least interesting, which is saying a lot. Instead, let's talk about theming, any potential items that we could be given throughout the dungeon and what kind of design I'd be expecting. Theming wise, I'd expect this to be the single most atmospheric area in the game. The Zelda team is no stranger to making the darkest places in their games their most atmospherically rich. Take a look over at a game like Ocarina of Time, an amazing Zelda game, a perfect game to some people. The game offers a little atmospherically, not as much as later games in the series in my opinion, down to when it was released, but there is one case where the atmosphere in the dungeon far outweighs many others in the series. 
The Shadow Temple is likely in my top three atmospheric places in the Zelda series. I don't think it's the best temple or dungeon in Ocarina of Time by a long shot. It's a good one, but not the best in my opinion. But it offers so much atmospherically, and I think that is the mark of a truly excellent trial for the hero. I'd expect for the Caves of Hyrule to offer something of a grandiose vibe. Do keep in mind, whilst you are simply underneath the entire world, you are specifically underneath Hyrule Castle, the single most storied area in the entirety of Hyrule. But I think that theme of grandeur will turn to horror the more that you descend. It's been established over the course of the Zelda timeline that the Hylian royal family is usually the true enemy to Hyrule when there isn't a big bad trying to take the world for themselves. They have made some truly terrible decisions in the past and I think that if the Zelda team wished to explore the lore of that a little more, then they definitely could. Slowly falling down further into the caves of Hyrule could symbolise falling into the same hole that the Hylian family are digging for themselves the longer that they rule the land. I'd also expect that this theme would also account for the monsters as well. At the top of the dungeon, close to the castle, I'd expect there would be a ton of the usual enemies. Your Chews, Keese and the like, but as you slowly make your way further and further down this terrifyingly large cave, the enemies could become a lot more sinister. Dead Hand, War Masters, Re-Deads, maybe even a whole new set of enemies that we've never seen in a Zelda game before. Maybe even enemies seen in creating a champion, giant spiders with tens of legs and piercing eyes staring back at the Hero of Wilds. In fact, I think that one of these enemies that were first seen in creating a champion would make for one of the best candidates for a darker themed mini-boss if mini-bosses do make a return in the next game. A change that I am really hoping for, along with more and much darker enemies in the sequel. Don't get me wrong, the Coblins, Lazalfos, and a ton of other enemies were really cool, and they had so much detail that I could literally make my own videos on each individual enemy. But, I think each of the really detailed enemies all had a personality that you could see as goofy. The only enemy that had real personality and was a little daunting to go up against was the Lynels, but I personally think that even they could have had more detail in the way they acted. Having enemies with that much depth that are truly terrifying would be great and would really contrast the Caves of Hyrule to the overworld and all of the goofy enemies like the Bokoblins up top. Boss wise, I'd just love for the boss of this area to be the Phantom Ganon of this game. We have had tennis matches many, many times with Phantom Ganon in the past, which is why I was kinda sad to not see that implemented anywhere in Breath of the Wild. Having him make a puppet version of himself where he lay for the last millennia would make all of the sense in the world and would make for an entertaining boss fight considering the new combat system added in the last game. I think the item found in these caves would be the Mogma Mitts. Perhaps they've changed them up to be something else, I don't know, but I think they would serve as an excellent way to move through some layers throughout the underground giving the player more free reign through gameplay, something I think the Zelda team might be focusing on in the next game. Number 2. An Ancient Space Dungeon The Zelda series has explored many different ways to theme dungeons, primarily through elements and environments. However, something that I think could work well and introduce a whole new dynamic to Zelda dungeons in the sequel is having a dungeon in a completely different type of environment than we're used to. An excavation into outer space. Allow me to explain how that would work. So, the dungeon itself would almost be like a space station orbiting around Earth, or whatever planet Hyrule is on. Not a futuristic kind, or like what we know in our day and age, but basically an ancient temple orbiting around the planet, with magic technology involved. This would be heavily based on and inspired by theories and speculation and I guess research as well from real life that ancient civilizations were highly advanced in ways we can't even imagine. But all without modern technology. 
You know, this sort of thing. So, how would we come across this dungeon in the first place? You know, with it being out in space. I'd imagine we would find some very ancient ruins from a time frame not well known. They'd be mysterious and impossible to identify. A great setting for this in my opinion would be in the underground of Hyrule. Obviously we don't currently know the extent of subterranean Hyrule just yet, but that's where I'd have it. Upon approaching a centerpiece of the ruins, a stage if you will, they'd begin to rumble. This would be in a cutscene by the way. The cave ceiling would crack up and appear to collapse, and just as we're sent into a bit of shock thinking we're done for, bright green magical beams light up the floor around us, the ceiling cracks open all the way to the surface, and in the blink of an eye, we're beamed up into outer space. We briefly see Hyrule as we fly high into the sky and eventually space. The screen goes bright blinding white, and after a moment or two of this light covering the entire screen, we are now in the dungeon. And also stuck in the dungeon. You're now trapped in this mysterious space dungeon. After wandering around an open space, you'll get your first look back down to the planet. The dungeon itself will have energy-like windows and bubbles to protect from the space vacuum. After the brief cutscene of looking down to the planet happens, a mysterious cloaked character will come through a door and talk to Link, explaining that he has entered the Palace of Zonaria. Yes, this is a Zonai reference. And pure creativity. Anyway, the hooded character, who all we can really see of them is their glowing eyes in the dark of their hood, explains to Link that this was once their people's home, but has been taken over by evil aliens from another galaxy. I'll say it now. Whilst not needing to be this mysterious cloaked figure and their people who call this space dungeon home, could be the Zonai. Doesn't have to be, but the Zonai Remains in Breath of the Wild could be given more purpose if the devs wanted to, as the description for my idea kind of fits. Anyway, you'll be exploring this dungeon and it will take on a lot of classical 3D Zelda dungeon components. Puzzle rooms, enemy rooms, puzzle and enemy rooms, and a lot of the mechanics and puzzles will revolve around the magic energy powering this place. Which is actually what the alien invaders are after, this power. There is a core in the deep depths of the dungeon and the aliens are trying to drain this and take it for themselves. You'll be working your way to the core to try and stop them. And with every few rooms you get through, you'll encounter a new cloaked figure, the Zonai. They'll act as checkpoints in a way. The cloaked people will give you tips on what's ahead and wish you good luck. They're basically hiding out while the aliens are invading. Now, it wouldn't be a classical Zelda dungeon without a mini-boss and item. So, for the mini-boss, I thought it'd be cool to take not the leader of the alien invaders, but their second-in-command. This would be a classical duel and in a basic room. But the twist is that the alien has, out of this world, yes that's a brilliant pun, technology. They'd have a sort of stick slash wand that is used to control the ancient energy flowing through the temple. They can manipulate it in different ways, from gathering it and blasting it at Link, to draining it and creating themselves a mini force field. The method to beat this mini boss would be well-timed strikes right after they use their wand. After beating the mini boss, they'd retreat to the true leader, but drop the wand for us to take, giving us our dungeon item. The wand. The rest of the dungeon's puzzles from here would revolve around using this energy manipulation wand to solve puzzles. Moving energy around, surrounding ourselves with energy, and honestly, just having a lot of fun. Eventually we'd reach the boss room, that previously mentioned core of the dungeon. The source of this divine, magical, mysterious Zonai energy. In here, we'd find a far larger alien creature, alone, just staring at a huge ball of energy in a large chamber. They'd turn around and look at Link, speaking the Hylian language, just a few words. So, you're the one messing with my operation. And with this, begin to levitate. 
pulling in the strong energy around them and create a chaotic vortex of energy flowing all around the room. And right before the battle begins, they'd say, but you're too little, too late. As the energy core gets fully drained into this alien creature, the fight now begins. Like the mini-boss, this alien uses the energy to its advantage, just on a whole different level. As this alien glows blindingly bright from the entirety of the dungeon's energy, we'd have to use the wand we got to manipulate the energy with the alien via weak points that pop up on the alien, draining its energy bit by bit, and after draining enough, it'd fall down and collapse, allowing Link to strike. This would be repeated a few times until the alien is half-drained. We'd then see the core begin to reform in the centre of this room, but the alien leader gets angry, initiating the second phase of the boss fight. No longer levitating, and now on our level, it would pull out a blade and take on Lincoln's sword combat. This is pretty self-explanatory, but just imagine dueling with an alien in an ancient dungeon that uses energy magic to power itself. This duel would be epic and intense. With every hit Link lands, more and more energy that the alien stole would go back into the core, and after enough hits, all the energy would be returned to the core. And as the alien is exhausted from the combat, Link hits one final, epic swing, sending the alien leader flying into the core, and being vaporised into nothingness. And with that, we then enter a cutscene of all the other aliens leaving the dungeon, bringing back peace. After all the chaos is over, the true inhabitants of the dungeon appear from the shadows. We are met with hundreds of cloaked figures with glowing eyes. They thank Link for restoring their home to peace, and reward him with a medallion that allows him to come back up whenever he likes. And there'd probably be some more story if you come back, but that's unrelated to the actual dungeon itself. They'd then explain the origins of this dungeon in an epic cutscene. A flashback, basically. Saying that they once inhabited on Hyrule, that they were once a tribe of magic wielders, but eventually, they got so powerful, they managed to move their home into outer space via the magic energy, leaving just some ruins behind. But their main home, this dungeon slash temple, moved into outer space. Number 3. Lake Hylia. For this, both me and Hyrule Gamer will throw our opinions out on how this could be done in a way that would satisfy each of us. Personally speaking, I adore most of the water temples that are found at the bottom of Lake Hylia. Lake Bed Temple is probably my favourite of the bunch, but I'm also a large fan of the 3DS version of the water temple from Ocarina of Time. Now in the past, I have talked about underwater exploration, so I'll leave that out of this section to try and deter myself from directly quoting myself from previous videos, but I think that a dungeon should be sat at the bottom of Lake Hylia, it's just the best area for an underwater dungeon, not to mention we have literally no clue what's under there. The way that the last game was created meant that we have no clue what's underneath the surface unless we go under there with no clip strategies, but considering nothing was made under there for us to see, it's not really that useful when we're looking at stuff that could be in the next game. I'd expect the puzzles in this dungeon to be based almost entirely on water level, just like the temples I referred to a little earlier on emphasising how cool it is to be able to traverse underwater in this new game, and showing the hero exactly how they can go underwater properly in the future when exploring the usual overworld. In fact, in this dungeon I think it would be really cool if the item just made underwater exploration easier. Maybe some flippers to give the hero an easier time when going against propellers underwater within the dungeon, and outside of the dungeon they could just be used to let the wearer swim a little faster to get away from any predators that could be hunting him, and just to get from place to place quicker. Mini boss wise, give me a huge fish. Doesn't have to be a fish from a previous game or anything, just 
Give me a fish. The boss should be something brand new though. We've had a giant Octorok in the past, so instead of doing that, throw the hero into a giant vat full of water and drop a giant octopus in there. An octopus that swims just as an octopus would in real life, but attacks the hero with as much ferocity as other bosses in the series. Maybe the fight could start on platforms and the hero having to slice the boss's tentacles, almost like doing the Tantalus boss fight over, but this time not in such a completely underwhelming way. <laughs> a dungeon in the depths of Lake Hylia would be a dream come true for me, one of many to be honest. I am a big fan of the water temples, well, mainly Twilight Princesses. I just love the idea of there being something down here, and I think it'd be really cool to see that again. An idea to introduce this could be a Zora excavation. Like, they somehow find out that there could be an ancient Zora temple down there, and you assist them in the sequel to locate it, enter it, and of course, explore it, being the hero and whatnot. I think some cool things that could be included inside here are a new and improved take on controlling the water level, like in Ocarina of Time, also mixed with the flowing water tunnels from Majora's Mask's water dungeon, with a healthy amount of Twilight Princess Water Dungeons puzzles. A combination of some past water dungeons, but improved. Making for a water dungeon that won't get a bad rep with fans. Oh, and give us a proper nasty sea monster down here trapped in a forgotten chamber. Like Morphil in a way, but maybe a giant Octo this time. Oh, and maybe in the dark? I don't know, lots of different things would work. That's what I think would work well, generally speaking, in terms of a dungeon at the depths of Lake Hylia. Ooh, after all that dungeon speculation, I think it's time we let the viewers have some ideas. So here are some dungeon concepts created by my Twitter followers. Thank you all so much for the ideas. And of course, thank you for coming onto the channel to come and present one of your ideas, Harold Gamer. As I said at the start of the video, it's truly been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been a fantastic time working with you, and I hope to again in the future. And thank you to all of you lovely folks for watching. If you want to see another video with both of us in collaboration, then head on over to my channel via the link below to watch episode 8 of Reviewing Your Theories and Mysteries. It's brilliant. Again, thanks for having me, and until the next time, I've been... Hyrule Gamer. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you enjoyed, then please do support us by leaving a like rating and subscribing as we wait for more Breath of the Wild 2 news and you'll join the 16% of people who are subscribed. You'll also get even more content, so thank you a ton if you do. The people you can see on screen right now are my Patreon supporters and thank you all so much for the support. Sumji and Jardweeden are especially amazing for being my top paying patrons. Just look at those Triforce colored names and that Triforce font as usual. Thank you so, so much. If you'd like to join them, then you can do for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month. The link to my Patreon is in the description, and along with that link is linked to the rest of my media platforms, so follow me on them to keep in touch with me. Again, thank you so much for watching this video, I hope to have Hyrule Gamer back on the channel one day, and I'll likely see you on Sunday. But for now, Trenders, please do stay safe.